Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like that, Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I'm your host and 97 one the ticket producer, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is the other host here on Lockdown Red Wings and host of Lockdown Tigers, Scotty Bentley. You can find him on Twitter at Bentley Scotty because he likes to confuse people. Um, Scotty, <laughs> great, great game today. One, mm-hmm. six to one. Just six to one. Awesome game. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the Red Wings. I'm talking about my men's league hockey game. I was hey six to one. Six that's to a one. that's a win though. I we you know that the Red Wings played so crappy today. Let's just break down my men's league hockey game. There you go. Let's just I'm roll with, with that. It. I'm with it. It was just defenseman of the year in uh, yeah. in the men's league. I Brian was Fisher. ultimately unfortunately I was out there for the one goal against that we had, but I did Were have you two apples. For any of the goals though, I had two apples. Well, there you go. Plus yeah. game. Plus game for me. I think I was out there for three goals, uh, four in total. So, you know, it worked out. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a plus three, two apples. Man. Man, yeah. Live it life. It was, uh, yeah, it was a good game, unlike those Detroit Red Wings who got their asses beat again in Montreal again for the third straight game, or second game in Montreal, third straight for the Red Wings that they've dropped. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, I wasn't upset to miss this game. I was not upset yeah, to miss yeah. this game. No, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 it was bad. It was really bad. The first period was horrible. Uh, and then the second two periods were pretty much just um, the Habs playing super defensive, like try and maintain possession, not going to pressure anything. Uh, they, they had a little more, of, I guess, a couple of opportunities at the beginning of the third, but for the most part, I mean, the first period especially, when you start with that, was just pure domination by the Habs. The fact that it was only 2-0 is honestly some sort of a miracle. It was it was bad. And the entire first, I want to say it was four minutes of the game, like straight up, they they were completely in our zone. The Every player on the ice, except for uh, the, the, the man in net for the Habs, like literally all... 10 people were in our zone for, I want to say, the first four minutes of the game. The fact that it even took two minutes or three minutes or whatever for them to score was honestly some sort of a miracle. Um, it was it was really, really ugly. Yeah, and all the important categories, the Montreal Canadiens won. And, like, shout-out to, you know what, got, got to give credit where credit's due. Shout-out to Nadelkovic. 38 saves yeah, yeah. on 40 shots. He played out of his mind. It's just... It was a Canadians game from start to finish. And yeah, so the Detroit Red Wings were missing Larkin and Bertuzzi, which is a huge loss. And they ended up going, we, we speculated a lot about what the Detroit Red Wings lineup might look like without Larkin and Bertuzzi. And we like created our little fun lines. But in the end, they went with the logic line. I believe it was Pew Suter was, you know, that the, yep. the center, which Pew we Suter assumed was, would. Uh, was- was C1. Yeah, yeah, we called that as like the logical move. We kind of, we knew that was going to happen. We were just saying Joe Valeno as like exciting and. It just, you can tell without, like, Larkin is the number one center on this team. 
And without Larkin, this team lacks depth. And, you know, we're, we're happy normally when we get one or two goals from our depth scoring. But we just didn't get any of that today. Depth scoring wasn't there. Your top line wasn't there besides Lucas Raymond. But, like, without that chemistry, just it was it's just all around. It was such a bad game. And to the, the fact that Montreal has three wins of the se- on the season and they're as down and out as they are and two of those three wins come against the Detroit Red Wings is really sad. And we've we've talked so much about how much we love the work ethic of this team. But for some reason, when they go to Montreal, I don't know if it's because they're going to Montreal or if it's just that fact that they're playing the Canadians in general, they just lay an egg and they laid an egg yeah. again. I mean, you're making yeah, Jake they, Allen look good. Yeah, the, this was one of the first games of the season where there was no fight. There was no yeah. aggressiveness. There was no chippiness. It was just – it really was a rollover by, by every definition. And, and I'm, I'm sure missing the captain obviously had something to do with that. But also, like, we, we can't – it comes up every time we go north of the border. We, we got to bring up Burt. No, like, no Burt is, is, is clear and – I mean, it was so painfully obvious that this team was was not deep, like like minutes into the game. It, it was so painfully obvious that this one was not going to go our way, uh, and and it was it was not a. I mean, with all due respect, Sam Gagne led all forwards in minutes. Like that's <laughs> that like that's where that's where we're at. That's and that's where we were at as a team. He and all and and as much as we love Gagne here on the program, we love the work ethic he brings. We love the leadership Absolutely. he brings. He should not be leading your forwards in minutes. He really shouldn't yeah, be no. like that. That and but and he plays a pretty big defensive role on the on the forward core as well. And I think mm-hmm. that also sh- shows you how much he had a couple were, of nice defensive plays today, even. Yeah, but he again he shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't be leading your 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 forwards in minutes. That should not be. Uh, that that should not be a thing. That's not a sign of a competitive team. And you can play, if you want, you can play the, oh, the Red Wings were missing Larkin, they were missing Bertuzzi card, that's why they played so poorly. But Montreal Canadiens are missing a bunch of people too. We talked at length yesterday how they lost Carey Price, you know, Shea Weber is in the LTIR retirement essentially at this point. They sent down Cole Caulfield because he was playing poorly. They just lost, and granted, you know, Perot's not like a game-breaking forward, but he had a great game against Detroit last time they played each other. I mean, they lost him, and then they lose Jonathan Druin two minutes and 45 seconds in the game because he took a puck to the face, which he had to go to the hospital for. Initial prognosis is apparently good, their head coach said. But, like, they had a lot of missing pieces, too. There could be more that I don't know about. So you can't really play the, oh, we were missing Larkin, we were missing Bertuzzi card, because they were missing people too, and they're a team that's been down and out this entire season so far. So using that, and I'm not saying people are, but I know there are people out there who are going to use that as an excuse. There just always is. Yeah, It's just, that's not a good excuse to use, because this is still a team, even without Larkin, even without Bertuzzi, you should be able to at least challenge them. And there was just no fight in this team whatsoever today. No, there wasn't. It, it really was, like I said, it really was a rollover game. It was, it was not, it was not great, and it was not great on on. It, it it was weird because the first period we just got dominated, just absolutely got got the wheels blown off us, and then the second and third period, the third period especially, uh, we we were consistently applying pressure to the outside of the offensive zone. And any time the puck went in the middle of the ice or a player ISOed and, and, and took a puck up the middle, it was just swallowed. And immediately the threat was neutralized. 
We, we had like barely over 20 shots on the entire game. It was, it was really weird to see consistent pressure on the outside and that any time anything was, was trying to, to form or, or come to, to the surface in the middle of the ice, anytime a play was run or somebody crashed to the net, just instantly swallowed. And, and that's, that's something that Bertuzzi and Larkin would have helped a boatload in. So that is Larkin. We don't know what it is. Hopefully everything's okay. It turns out it ended up being a, we talked about it yesterday, how he was questionable because of a light skate, but then today it, they, he did, he missed because of a personal issue. So hopefully everything's okay there. And then obviously Bert just can't play in Canada. So I, that is, that is, are, are, those are two huge pieces for what we struggled in the most this game that that those two players would have fixed uh, with relative ease. Yeah, and he, you saw more of the game than I did because thankfully, thankfully, I had my own hockey game to go to. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had my own hockey game to go to, and it saved me. They, they were down 2 nothing at the uh, end of the first or end of the second when I went to play my game. I didn't get to see the third, and I was hoping to come out of my hockey game to see that they had come back to win it. Like they had always, you know, they had fought and just they were flaccid. And I'm looking at the stats, and like I said, you saw more of it than I did. Looking at the stats here, it looks like Lucas Raymond led the forward core in shots with four. More Cider led the defensive core with six shots. I don't know how they looked on the eye test today, but just looking at this, at least they were the guy shooting the puck. No one else really, I mean, they had 21, 22 shots on today's game, and half those shots came from your two rookies, which you love to see from your rookies, but at the same time, your rookies shouldn't be the only ones producing offensive chances for your hockey team. For sure, yeah, no, the I I didn't think Cider looked that bad today. He he had one uh, one mistake that that I think was um, relatively costly, but but as a whole, I, I thought Cider looked pretty good. And Raymond continues to make opportunities for himself. Uh, it's just a matter of of the the puck finding the back of the net more often. Uh, the the defense. I guess in, in the last two periods was fine. I mean, we didn't give up any goals, but uh, the Montreal played an incredibly conservative puck possession. We're, we're just going to you know, slide back and, and focus defensively because we have a two-goal lead right off the bat uh, style of play. So I, I don't know how much that should really be attributed. And then, and then again, they, I mean, they still ended with well over 30 shots. So uh, Ned really played on his head. And, and yeah, man, the, like... The, Again, so many of the opportunities had to come from the the, the outside and, and from the wing because they just completely clogged the middle of the lane and didn't let anything happen there. Um, and Montreal's a uh, with their struggles, even still a pretty sound defensive team. And yeah, man, like it, it was it was just bad. <laughs> it was it was. It's one thing to be bad and have it be fun to watch. This was this was neither. This was bad and it was just oh my gosh, this is this is painful to to even sit through because it, it ended up just being two teams skating back and forth down the ice most of the game. Yeah, that was it was absolutely a, a brutal game and uh, that's why next segment we're breaking down my men's league hockey game. We're going to talk about how I got two apples today. Six to one victory. We want to. We want to talk about a high note. No, but seriously, uh, we'll continue to talk about this next. Uh, maybe we'll take a look ahead. Talk about that game against Boston. Just peek at it. For some reason, this team plays better against better teams, and Boston's one of the best in the league. So it's yeah. a game at TD Garden. Montreal just might be the kryptonite at this it point. Is. That's what I'm starting to think. It, you think? Look at it as a get right game, and instead, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. Um, but we, we might touch on that. We'll continue to break down this one for you here. 
Uh, but first, I got to talk to you guys about Shopify. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your... Entrepreneurial... Dreams come true. Thank you, Scotty. Say that word three times fast. <laughs> I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL. Also got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. Let me tell you, Scotty, when it comes to holidays, it goes Christmas followed by Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. All of the good food and treats and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert, but it, one that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut built bar, or go to the raspberry built bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a built bar yet. New surprises all month, limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Scotty, let's continue this breakdown here of the Red Wings loss to Montreal. It was a major bummer fest, and I, I don't know, I like a heavy sigh, man. I We mentioned yeah. it before. This should have been their get-right game, but I said it in yesterday's episode. You can never write off any opponent, and the Red Wings clearly have written off an opponent. And you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make the comparison again because I keep using this comparison, but this reminds me so much of the 2020 Detroit Tigers where they'd go and sweep the Houston freaking Astros who are in the World Series, which I don't... Last I checked, it was Game 6. You're our baseball game guy here. Um, they would sweep the Houston uh, 
Astros, and then they'd lose a four straight set against the Minnesota Twins. The Montreal Canadiens are the Minnesota Twins of the Atlantic Division. That's a great comp, actually, yeah. You keep dropping games to them. And I, it's frustrating. It was frustrating with the Tigers. It's frustrating with the Detroit Red Wings because how do you go out there and win in overtime against the Washington Capitals? How do you go out there and take the perfect 7-0 at the time Florida Panthers to overtime? How do you keep a nice you know, back-and-forth game against the Toronto Maple Leafs? And then you go and lay an egg for the second week in a row in Montreal. And I'm just, I, I'm just like, I'm angry. I'm frustrated because it's stupid that at this point this is still happening. Yeah, no, it is. And that's actually that, uh, a fantastic um, analogy you made there. So on the season uh, against the Habs, if you were to like combine both games, we, we are down 9-1. to one. That is that is a uh, six to one in the first game, and now a three nothing here in the second one. It's um, it's it's certainly it's it's certainly not good. It's it's just like you said. The frustrating part really is the fact that this is uh, one of the most beatable teams we've played all season. We've actually played some pretty tough teams, and for whatever reason, they are our our kryptonite. And Burt definitely has something to do with that. But but that's this should be somewhat of a of a even if we should at least get a point you know what i mean like this at least should be like like you're you're getting a point out of it at a minimum and uh the only other thing i I really want to drive home is that ned was was fantastic he was yes he was absolutely amazing and the the defense struggled there early and the offense struggled the entire game and ned I mean, he gave up. He gave up two goals, right? Because the one was an empty netter. He gave up two goals. He had forty saves, almost thirty-eight saves. I mean, like he he had an incredible game, and uh, even the first goal was like not really something that that was super avoidable. It was just a mess in front of the net, and it just got kind of pushed in. Like he he really did have a. A phenomenal game, and uh, it's it's always frustrating when you are uh, wasting. Sounds dramatic, but but wasting such good performances from your goaltender. Um, they showed a stat that had the amount of times uh, on Bally during the game that it was the amount of times Ned has faced um, thirty or more shots in a game, and in his entire career. The number was like 11, and this season it's already at like four or something like that. I, the, those numbers might be a, a off one or two, but I'm pretty sure it was it was it was that. Just uh, uh, facing a barrage and and being on his head and keeping us in the game, even though the the rest of the team, every other facet of the team looked horrible. The goalie keeping us in the game and just not able to get over that hump. Well, like fantastic point, absolutely fantastic point. And the team has played some really, really good games, and they've played some really, really horrible games. And I, I, we're frustrated, so we're venting that we're frustrated. And I, I don't want to make it sound like, because we've had so many episodes already where we're like, oh, this team's awesome, like the new brand. And today's just one of those games where it's like, man, that sucked. But one thing I brought up a couple episodes ago was that it'd be so nice if the top line scoring and the depth scoring could combine. But like, also include in there 
fantastic goaltending performances. Like, if we can find a way to get all three of those to mesh at the same time, this team would be fantastic. Like, of course, Nadelkovich puts up his best performance of the season in a game where the Detroit Red Wings lost three to nothing. And of course, like, you know, the team puts up four goals against the Toronto Maple Leafs and has depth scoring all around in a game where Thomas Greitz lets in five. It's just, it's a situation too where like, it and it, it happens, it's hockey. Like, not everyone's going to have a great game at the same time, but it'd just be nice to have a game where the whole team was on the same page all at once. Like, even in the yeah. game against the Chicago Blackhawks when Lucas Raymond scored his three goals, I mean, we were sweating for a while that it was going to be another Tampa Bay-style comeback from the Blackhawks because... I think that was Grison at that game. Didn't look super sharp. You know, he was letting in Correct. goals. Yeah, it was. It was Grice. It was Grice, I believe. And the the depth scoring didn't show up really in that game either. And um, the defense was letting the team, the Chicago Blackhawks back in it. So it's like, even in the games we win, even in the games the Detroit Red Wings win, it's not a cohesive unit. And if you want to honestly, if you honestly want to create a new brand, and if you honestly want to turn the corner, you have to become a cohesive unit. You need to have everyone playing great hockey at the same time. And it's much easier said than done. I realize that. But just last night was just another uh, example of like your Alex Nadelkovich played his brains out, but no one else showed up. And so they lost three to nothing. It's yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I, I've said it already a couple of times. It was really a rollover of a performance. Nobody... Nobody was really, uh, I, I mean, slow steps. Like I said, anything offensively that was in front of the net, we got beat out on. There was no physicality that we've been playing with all year, that that chippiness, that, that aggressiveness that we've been hanging our hat on and praising so much completely was out the window this game, and there was none of it. Yeah, and so and now you look ahead to their next game, and that's on Thursday in Boston against the Bruins, who are sixth in the division behind the Detroit Red Wings, who are fifth. The Red Wings are ahead of them because of our their two overtime losses. Um, but they're four and three. They're above 500 on the season. It's only a matter of time until they rise back to the top of the standings. It's the Boston Bruins. And you're hoping the Montreal Canadiens could be your get-right game to stop the skid. And I, I, I want to come at this. It, it, this. This is the wildest thing. about, And I'm so hot and cold because I love this team, and I, but they frustrate me so much. But now you look at the Bruins and you're thinking, well, they play the good teams well. So is this their get right game? Is playing Boston going to be the game where they come out, play really hard, and grind out for a nice overtime, another nice overtime win? Like, I, I don't know what to expect from this team from night in and from night out at this point, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, like we can't, we do know that that Burt will be back, so that'll at least be a nice little plug in there. Um, I we, nobody really knows the current status of Larkin, but I, I'd imagine he won't be out for too terribly long. You you instantly plug in Burton Larkin. You maybe you get some of that chippiness back. You give the team some depth that they didn't have in uh, in this game against the Habs. Maybe 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 it doesn't matter who they play. Maybe it's just the the personnel. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe. This team fears nobody with Burt uh, on the ice and with Larkin out there consistently. And, and, and maybe the, the opponent doesn't really matter, and it's just a different feel when, when those guys are gone. Yeah, and that Bertuzzi thing, it, I, I'm not going to lie. And I don't want to keep harping on it. We've said our piece about it multiple times. But it's, it was another game where you felt his presence missing. And when your captain, Dylan Larkin, is not going to be out, 
because of whatever personal reason, you know, is afflicting him. And I hope that he can come back soon when he's ready. We don't know the details yet, and we might not know the details. It's not our business to know uh, why Dylan Larkin has, you know, what personal reasons he has for not playing. But when you, an event like this happens, when Dylan Larkin can't play, and then you see Tyler Bertuzzi's also out because of a choice he is willingly making and the only one in the league willingly making it. It continues to just frustrate me, and I don't want to. I don't want to go down this path too much, but like Tyler Bertuzzi could be in the lineup tonight, but he continues to make what I view as a, what I personally view. This is my personal opinion. What I view as a selfish opinion, as a selfish decision, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and I'm not gonna. You know. You know, disparage anyone's opinions on why or why not to get vaccinated, but. I feel he is letting the team down by not getting vaccinated and, and, and playing. And it's just, you see it on the ice. Cause like you've said multiple times, he is the spark plug and he's just not there. And I, I don't know how, uh, how else to say this because I just feel as a hockey teammate, when you see your teammate and apparently the Red Wings don't mind And if they don't care, then I guess I shouldn't care either, but just, it, it continues to just, it frustrates me because he's so talented yeah, because he's so useful. Right. For sure. It's, it's the, it, it it really is. It's the fact that it is. Um, it, it's the fact that he's the only one in the entire NHL, right? I mean that that really is the that like that's a. He's the only person that this is applying to in the entire sport, which is which is wild and uh, and yeah, man. Like we've seen so much over the last couple of years between all these sports and in, in this city, how much a, a a losing streak can snowball and stuff and and getting out there and him being that spark plug is obviously a, a something that they miss yeah. i mean every game we've played in canada has kind of been a bleep show so i i i would say that he's pretty damn important and again i'm i'm not trying to say that if he was in the lineup they would have won this hockey game but it's a visible like you miss him a lot and i miss watching him play and it's just if there is some way we could get him back on the ice in Canada, I would be all for it. And Scotty, yeah. I'm, I'm as I'm talking to you, I'm getting Twitter notifications. Did Drew Smiley just win a World Series? Drew Smiley has won a World Series. So another so looking at uh at the 2014 Tigers, we have Verlander ring, Scherzer ring, Price Price ring, Sanchez Smiley ring, Sanchez ring, JD Porcello ring. So just that's just the pitchers, yeah. and then you. So we have we have Martinez, right? And then yeah, then you get down to the the hitters, yeah. So so just the pitching rotation. What about everybody in the in the pitching rotation won a ring? Did Kinsler win one after he left Detroit? Kinsler was on a World Series team, but did not uh, did not win. Okay. So, yeah, good feeling for Detroit Tigers fan. I'm sure that won't get brought up in local radio and thrown into our face. No, <laughs> I no, just threw yeah, it in your guys' no face. Way. So. No way, yeah. No, no, way that's not, uh, no way that's not something I, I inevitably have to talk about <laughs> on, on, on Tigers. Because uh, we're recording this after the Red Wings game on Wednesday night, and I'm seeing – good for the Braves, by the way. And also, you know, I, I always enjoy it when somebody new wins a World Series, when it's not a repeat. For sure. But we're not talking for about sure, baseball. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to cover it. On Lockdown Tigers, <laughs> something you inevitably yes. have to talk about. Um, when we come back, we will talk about the good news that happened on Wednesday and how I was feeling myself because of it. You know, I was all amped up for the hockey game because the news about Cider and the news about Sebastian Cosa. I was really pumped, and then the Red Wings played. But we'll talk about the good stuff on the other side of this. 
Time to talk about betonline.ag. They are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and the lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball playoffs, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Back to Lidstrom, couldn't one-time it. Lidstrom to Zetterberg. Cornwall, shooting, score! Cornwall wins it, 400 for Chris Osgood! All right, Scotty, now we can finally talk about some good news that happened today. Um... Or yesterday, I should say, by the time this episode drops. Uh, early in the morning, it was announced that Moritz Sider was being named the NHL Rookie of the Month. And they had a nice little factoid that came along with it. Um, Sider became the first Red Wings rookie, forward or defense, with at least eight assists in a calendar month since January 2002, when Pavel Datsuk had eight assists in 13 games played. Currently... He has eight assists in nine games played with the Detroit Red Wings, and he's the first Detroit Red Wings rookie of the month since Dylan Larkin won it in 2015. So, I mean, everything we've seen from Moritz Sider has been absolutely phenomenal this season so far, except for maybe last night's game against the Canadians where he looked a little rough. Did put up six shots, which is most on the team. But, I mean, he it's really nice when everything that you see using the eye test matches what you see in mat- metrics. Absolutely. Yeah, no, he, he's looked fantastic. I mean, I mean, he really has looked fantastic this season. And not only that, it's, it's not even like he's getting babied. Like he's going out there and, and second on the defense in minutes pretty much every single night. And even when Heronic was going through his weird thing where he wasn't playing, then he was leading the team in, in, in ice minutes. I mean, I mean, he was, he's, he's going out there. He's not getting babied. Blashill realizes that He's probably already the best defender on the damn team and is going out there and, and putting a ton of minutes up there, and it's awesome. And uh, the, the, the apples are great, obviously. We, we'll, we'll gladly take uh, as many as many assists as we can, but um, his, his defense really has been impressive. That one kind of diving play where they, they try to get a through puck there in the neutral zone he laid out there was, was, was a, is a sick video. Um, but no, he, he, he's been physical as advertised too. He's not afraid to lay people out just all around, just has been absolutely on brand and absolutely fantastic. Well, and a lot of people too, um, you know, we saw on Twitter a lot last year, all his big hits, his defensive plays. We didn't see a lot of his offensive production, like on, on Twitter, we didn't like, he obviously produced, he actually put up, I think a little over or close to a half a point a game, which is pretty damn good for a defenseman. And it's translating incredibly well to the NHL level where he has eight assists in nine games played. Like, he's damn near point per game from the back end as a rookie defenseman playing top pair minutes. I mean, it's been insane enough. That goal is going to come, especially if he keeps ripping six shots a game. It's going to come eventually. And, you know, uh, uh, Twitter phenom Jay Fresh, who gives us all our advanced analytics, like with his own little, his own, uh, his own formula 
had more society produced it today. 98% war. His war percentage, 98%. He is elite level. Now, he did say it was a little bit skewed uh, due to it's heavily boosted because penalty differential for now, but there's no doubt he's been amazing. And that's, that's a direct quote from Jay Fresh's Twitter. He's got his even strength defense, 89%. His power play is 76%. His penalty kill is 73%. His penalties are 100%. Like, which means like he's not taking penalties. He's been phenomenal. His only detriment right now is his finishing and his goals per 60 because he has none and he has yet to finish uh, uh, you know, on a shot. But that's going to come. I mean, those, are, those yeah. are things you can't hold against him. He's just And also not things that we're going to hold. If he's, a, if he's a lockdown defender, I don't give a damn. Well, like, I really don't. That's what Iserman drafted him for, to be a lockdown right. defender. And he's providing offense via assists. He's providing offense via being a good setup defenseman. And he's just, he's been incredibly good. We keep raving about him. And I even tweeted about it. It was like, just when we think that there's no way we could rave about Moritz Sider anymore, we get more ammunition. Rookie of the month, we get this nice little graphic talking about, and it's so nice when the eye test, what we've seen by watching him play, is just backed up by these advanced metrics. It is so nice to see. It is. Yeah, no, whenever numbers back up uh, what, what you think you're seeing, that's obviously always very satisfying. But no, he, he's been absolutely incredible. And, and the fact that we have two of the, of in some circles, two of the top two, but, but undoubtedly two of the top five rookies for, to finish for rookie of the year is pretty damn exciting. Yeah, and I guess now he technically has eight, game, eight goals, or sorry, eight goals, eight assists in 10 games because the Red Wings got shut out today, or last mm-hmm. night, rather. Um, it was a little bit surprising it wasn't Lucas Raymond because Lucas Raymond's had a little bit more of the flashier start, but I, I, I cannot argue with the selection of Moritz Sider um, just because he's been so sound. Like, he, he looks like a... a, a he looks a, like a vet already. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. He looks like a veteran already. He uh, does. Where Lucas Raymond is, like, super flashy, but, like, he doesn't appear in every single game. He's got... No, I, I take that back, dude. I take that back. I can't say that. Lucas Raymond showed up and showed out in almost every single game, too. You know, he's got four goals and five assists for nine points in ten games. I mean, it, yeah, that's a tough decision. Maybe they just go back and forth for Rookie of the year, rookie of the Month every single month, man. I'll take that. Can, I'll can they take share that. It? Give me that. I mean, it's just insane that the two rookies have come in and have nine points in ten games played with Lucas Raymond and eight points in ten games played for uh, Moritz Sider. Just you know, you know what? I'm back to feeling good about this hockey team. Just reading those stats. I'm <laughs> back to, to feel happy. Note. We need to end on that note. No, no, because we have to talk about Sebastian Kosa real quick, who mm. won goaltender of the month in the WHL because he's posted a nine a point nine four three save percentage through ten of October appearances and a goals against average of one point four four. He's been lights out with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Yeah, beauty, absolute beauty, and I. Steve knows, man. He knows. We doubt. Steve, we Steve knows. You, Steve knows it. Never, never doubt Steve, baby. That, and then that's awesome because he, he was the 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 difference on draft night between him and Yes, or the perceived difference, I should say, on draft night between him and Yesper was, Kosa had all the intangible physical ability in the world to be an elite goaltender, and Yesper had all the results yeah. up to that point, right? And so seeing already so early on, and it is the WHL, but still so early on already seeing these immediate results from a dude who is oozing and and bubbling 
with potential Doubly. because of all of the because of all those those physical attributes and like I said those intangibles that can't really be taught. Um, that is that is awesome to see him already flourish at such a young age and and Nat is still pretty young too, man. And and he's been pretty good this year. It the the goalie situation for this team literally a year ago yeah. was brutal. Not even a year, like six months ago, was brutal. And is now like one of the the I would argue one of the brightest futured goaltender situations in the NHL. In literally less than a week, Steve Eisman took the goaltender situation and did a complete 180. He yeah. tra- he traded for Nedeljkovic, which I think most Red Wings fan then assumed hey, we're not going to get a goalie this draft because this is the goalie for the future. Then he goes out, trades up, and you and Nolan were at the draft party like, we're getting Jesper Wellstat. Drafted Sebastian Kosa, and you guys were heartbroken. I was a little shocked too. I was like, wow, I, you know, I thought it was going to be Jesper. Yeah. And then... It was more shocked than anything. Well, and, and then, and then we, had, we, had one, we had one sit down with, um, with, a, with a goalie expert. We had one sit down with him. And and Nolan and I were immediately just like, all right, like Jesper's a thing in the past. It's it's we're all on Kosa now, baby. And <laughs> and he, I mean, he's a dog. He's a dog. It's it's uh, that's it's awesome to see him already that early on. Yeah, and I guess to end it on the note that it's a great situation for the Detroit Red Wings. It's a great problem to have for the Detroit Red Wings going forward. And Absolutely. every time we underestimate Steve Eisenman in the draft, we pay for it. We underestimated the yep. North Sider. We questioned it. We questioned Simon Edvinson, who's doing really well in Sweden. We questioned Sebastian Kosa, and he's killing it with Edmonton Oil Kings. So just keep questioning Steve Eisman, and he'll keep ter- proving you wrong. That's that's the that's the trick. Never doubt him. Never doubt Stevie Y, baby. Never doubt him. Love him. Uh, all right. Thank you for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Collin leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy hockey league. It's free and available on all platforms. You can find me on Twitter at BrianFisher971. You can find Scotty on Twitter at BentleyScotty. And you can find our podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Um, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow with our mailbag episode. So make sure it's your final day to get your questions in for us. We already got a few. Get your questions in for us. On this mailbag episode, we'll be recording tomorrow, or today, rather, when it comes out. It's a little confusing. We're always like recording for the next day. Uh, but it's going to be Thursday's episode is mailbag, so uh, Wednesday's your last day to get questions in. Make sure you do that. Same time, same place, see your team every day. Every day, baby. Nailed it. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.